0: (laughs) Hello, my friends. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And uh, I skipped yesterday, but uh, (laughs) uh, I don't know what happened. (sighs) I don't know what happened yesterday. (laughs) So uh, let's see here. On the Nikola Tesla. When I was nineteen. Ugh. Advertisement. Okay. February twenty first. February twenty first. Trust and thankfulness will get you safely through this day. Trust and thankfulness will get you safely through this day. Trust protects you from worrying and obsessing. Thankfulness keeps you from criticizing and complaining those, quote, sister sins that so easily entangle you. Keeping your eyes on me is the same thing as trusting me. It is a free choice that you must make thousands of times daily. The more you choose to trust me, the easier it becomes. Thought patterns of trust become etched into your brain. Relegate troubles to the periphery of your mind so that I can be central in your thoughts. Thus you focus on me and trusting your concerns into my care. I'm going to read that again, because I need to hear it again. Trust and thankfulness will get you safely through this day. Oh, Lord, I want to thank you. I want to see you, Lord. We want to see you face to face, Lord. We want to see your face. We thank you for your grace. Trust protects you from worrying and obsessing. Trust protects you from worrying and obsessing. I need to hear this today. Today I heard, in the message today that I heard, was um, was mentioned that uh, the more we entangle ourselves in sin, the same type of sin, the same sin, again and again. It becomes a passion, which is an addiction. An addiction in uh, Christian theology is an addict is a, a, a passion. An addiction is a passion. It's what's called a passion. and you may or may not have heard of the seven deadly sins. Those are the sins that we can become very easily entangled with. I'm not going to try to remember them. I think I know them, but I'm not going to try to list them. But if you don't know of of the seven deadly sins, look them up. An addiction is a passion. A passion is something that we repeatedly do again and again and it becomes a pattern and that pattern needs to be broken. That pattern needs to be uprooted so that we can be free of that sin so that we don't have to continuously repeat the sin. So trust protects you from worrying and obsessing. Obsessing is one of those patterns. Obsessing is one of those patterns that that uh, allows for a passion to continue, and worrying also is also also a pattern that allows and gives way to a repeated sin that becomes a passion or an addiction. Thankfulness keeps you from criticizing and complaining. Thankfulness keeps you from criticizing and complaining. I myself am a long way far from being able to to respond. This is a response. To be able to respond to my problems and it is because of a passion that i i fall prey to But thankfulness keeps you from criticizing and complaining so now i know and even i was praying earlier asking god to to show me how can i break this pattern and it says the message here says thankfulness keeps you from criticizing and complaining those quote sister sins that so easily entangle you keeping your eyes on me is the same thing as trusting me this reminds me of the story of jesus walking on the water and if it was just about jesus walking on the water it just would have mentioned jesus walking on the water and it would have been odd that that would have been in the bible because we would just say uh, why did why did they include that we would have to speculate we would have to question and speculate why did jesus walk on the water and then they went on to the next thing but if it was just about jesus walking on the water it would not have included that the apostles or the disciples at this time they were not apostles yet because apostle means teacher apostle means that who one who leads the way right a teacher who shows by example who is a living example they were still disciples, being disciplined, being taught by the Lord. And the Lord walked on the water in order to teach His disciples something. So the story said, the disciples were in the boat. And they thought they saw someone walking on the water. And some of, some of them thought it was a ghost and some of them looked more closely and saw that it was the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus, the Lord Yeshua. And they looked, and Peter, Peter one of the disciples, looked and said, If it is you, Lord, Lord, is it you? If it is you, Lord, Tell me to come out onto the water. Tell me to also come out of the boat onto the water, and I will come." And the Lord responded, Yeshua responded, Peter, come. And Peter, with faith, focusing on the Lord, looking on the Lord, even though he, he may, may not have even really saw clearly that it was him. But yet the Lord responded the way that Peter asked him to. And Peter stepped out onto the water and took a few steps upon the water and and he was walking upon the water while he was watching the Lord. But the moment he took his his attention off of the Lord the moment he took his focus away from God away from Yeshua and put his attention on what he was doing and looked down on the water at at himself walking on the water in that moment he started to sink into the water and suddenly he started to cry out to the Lord and in that moment the Lord's hand caught him caught his hand and brought him back up to see him face to face and then the Lord then he, 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 he was without a doubt looking at Yeshua looking at the face of God And Yeshua, Jesus, put him back into the boat. And he also went back into the boat with him. So, so Peter, upon hearing the Lord saying, Peter, come. Because Peter said, if that is you, Lord, tell me to step out onto the water and I will come to you. and the lord gave the command come and he stepped out onto the water he had faith he stepped out his, his attention was upon the lord and his focus was upon jesus and he was looking at jesus and as long as he was looking at jesus he was walking on the water but the second he took the, his attention off of jesus and put his attention onto what he was doing to be even even to be amazed at what he was doing he started to sink and cried out to the Lord, and the Lord immediately was next to him and caught him and brought him back up to see him face to face. So Peter did not only step out onto the water and walk on the the water when Jesus was afar off and he could hardly see him, he could barely see him, he was only going on the word, that jesus commanded the word that he gave he he couldn't see him still but he said if it is you give me the command but he also walked on water when the lord pulled him up and came close to him and then he could see him he brought him up to his to his face so that he can be face. To face with him and now he can see him clearly that it was him as if he didn't know but he lost focus while the Lord was far away he lost focus he lost attention he got distracted by what he was doing and then he failed he sunk he lost his focus he lost his trust so this was intentionally done so that the Lord can teach his disciples not so that he can just be a hot shot on water, walking on water the point is that it wasn't just that Jesus was God walking on water the point is that he can if you trust in him as Peter demonstrated he was part of that lesson if you trust in him you can also do what he does Keeping your eyes on me is the same thing as trusting me It is a free choice that you must make thousands of times daily thousands of times It's just it's just a number that means huh, who God knows only God knows how many times that we don't that we have to make constantly continuously because continuously we're going to take our attention away from the Lord and fall and continuously if we realize that we're 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 starting to drown like Peter did immediately we will cry out to God but then he will come to us The more you choose to trust me, the easier it becomes, the easier it becomes. It's like exercising. The more you lift a hundred pounds, it will be easier. But this is exercising faith and trust. Thought patterns of trust become etched into your brain. So this is how we we replace the passion, the pattern of the passion. Easier said than done, right? But it becomes the Lord assures us in this devotional it's saying it becomes easier. The more you trust in him, it will become easier. It will become easier to uproot those passions. Relegate relegate troubles to the periphery of your mind. To the to the to the outskirts of your mind, to the to the side view of your mind. Put those troubles to the side. Put them on the back burner so that the Lord can deal with them, so that I can be central in your thoughts. Keep the Lord central in our thoughts. This is this is the way. Thus you focus on me and trusting your concerns into my care. Thus you focus on me entrusting your concerns into my care constantly so this is these are the three verses out of the bible that it says the first one is colossians chapter 2 verses 6 through 7 so then just as you received Christ Jesus as lord continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Oh, that is a hope. As a Christian, from a Christian perspective, that is the hope. That is the hope, so th- that we receive Christ Jesus as Lord, and that we continue to live in him, that we are rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, as we were taught, and overflowing with thank- thankfulness, constantly in, in an attitude of gratitude, as they say. Colossians 2, 6 through 7. Psalm 141, 8. But my eyes are fixed on you, O sovereign Lord. In you I take refuge. Do not give me over to death. Isn't that the prayer that we have when we're in times of trouble so many times, when we are sinking into some depression or despair? And that is exactly. And so do not, do not despise if you are in a time of darkness or depression or some at times you fall into despair, do not despise that that is a time of sorrow and actually it is better that we, ha- we are in sorrow, that if we are in sorrow, we have a, a chance to be Brokenhearted, and if we are brokenhearted, we have a chance to make our spirit contrite. What What does it mean to be contrite? To be to 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 seek to pay an act of contrition. What is an act of contrition? It is an act of repentance of sorrow. So we can be sorrowful to the Lord because. That is better. The scriptures say that is better. That is better. That's the state that you want to be in because then we have proper understanding. We have proper understanding that we need the Lord close to us and that he is at times seemingly far away because we we get distracted. That would be more real. That will be in a state of like being more real with ourselves, you know, being aware of like, you know, our folly and our flaws and our weaknesses. But if you don't, if you just ignore those things and, and dismiss them, then you're despising your, um, your own sorrow. And ignoring it, and and putting yourself uh, on as you put making yourself into a trouble that is on the periphery, ignoring yourself, and this devotional is saying, "Do not do that. Make Christ the central person in your life, and meaning meaning the same picture." that we have in mind when he pulls Peter up out of the water and brings him up to his face. Now they are face to face and they are central in each other's lives. They are centered in each other. They are face to face. If you take the attention away from him, then you make yourself into trouble and your trouble is you're drowning. Your trouble is you're drowning in your sorrows instead of embracing God face to face with your sorrows. So that is a temptation that comes when we are despairing to, to drown in our despair and to fall prey to it. But my eyes are fixed on you, O sovereign Lord. In you I take refuge. Take refuge in God. Do not give me over to death. Psalm 141:8. Do not give me over to death. Do not give me over to death. The psalmist understands what it is to be in despair, but he takes refuge in God rather than letting the 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 feelings drown him. Ca- okay, first Peter Chapter 5, verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. I heard the other day um, somebody saying, why is it that people pray to a dying God? Why is it that they have a crucifix around their neck? Why is it that they have Christ on the cross? Doesn't that mean that you hate Him or uh how, what an awful picture what, what, what an awful thing to be focused on. What an awful thing to to want to see that uh, why would you want God a God who, who dies so in such an awful manner? Because that is love. That is how God shows us his love. He came to be like one of us. And he even suffered like one of us. He didn't make himself so important that he would not be able to die in such a horrible way as other people were normally, the Romans were casually crucifying people every day. He didn't make himself like some kind of special guru that was too good uh, not too good to to receive flowers buckets of flowers over their head and good times but not but too good to suffer like everyone else no that's not jesus that's not jesus just like he didn't walk on the water just to show off He didn't make himself into anything special. He knew what was going to happen. He walked on the water and Peter, the way he, he knew his disciples and Peter cried out and Peter walked out on the water just by trusting in him. That is what he was trying to demonstrate. And that's what he demonstrated to his disciples. Not being a special superhero. Being real. Showing us who we are. So. He didn't despise the cross. Because he didn't despise himself. He didn't despise his sorrow. And he killed. uh, In Orthodox Christianity. There's a saying. That he destroyed death by death. He killed the flesh. And he said, no no man takes my life. I lay down my, my own life freely. And so, what Peter is saying is what makes sense for a Christian. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Typically, and I'm I'm talking about myself here. People complain to me, and put your anxieties on me. I don't want it. I say, don't don't bother me. Leave me alone. <laughs> Just leave me in peace. I don't want to hear your troubles. And you think of a priest, uh, someone who is a confessor, who listens to people's problems constantly continually as part of their their love for Christ this is what they do this is what they do they hear troubles all day long and many times I, i'm sure <laughs> I, I know i definitely would be able i would be if i were if i were confessing to a priest i would be confessing the same sin many times many times because I fall into the same sin many times so uh, it is no easy thing for someone to hear your problems to take on the anxieties but that's why those who follow Christ do that because They want to be like Christ with that unfathomable love. They want to become more like Christ, to care for people, to care for you. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That is the right way to look at God. That's why Christians go to church And they confess sins to a priest. Because they want to be and are the living embodiments of Christ. Not only representatives, but living Christs. Christians means they are a living Christ. But they are not making themselves superior to anyone. They are just following in the example of Christ. Christ did not make himself superior. He was persecuted. And yet, he forgave on the cross. If we don't have that picture of Christ on the cross, then we don't have his forgiveness. Then we can never hear the words Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And we can never get to the resurrection, not even close. If we don't know Christ on the cross and love Christ on the cross and hear the words, Father, forgive them, hear his prayer, we cannot know God in his glory. If we don't know God in his sorrow, we cannot know God in his glory. So if we despise our sorrow, instead of despising our troubles and putting our troubles on, our, on the side and making, making Christ central by, by facing him and saying, woe is me, woe is me, a terrible sinner Lord I am constantly in sorrow because of my sin I am I, and I I need you to help me because I am suffering this is the anxiety that he's talking about. you're suffering the anxiety is you're suffering it's not just a momentary anxiety that happens Because somebody is yelling at you or something or or doing something that is included in that but it's not just a momentary anxiety like if you walk out into the middle of the street and somebody hocks the horn at you and breaks and you, you get startled it's not being startled the anxiety is actually suffering suffering because of the everyday choices the moment to moment choices that we make living our lives casually as if as if life doesn't have troubles but we know that it does It, it does this body gets weary this body gets tired we take for granted many things and even if we're constantly being thankful there are moments that we slip and take our attention off from being grateful. Sometimes really it's the hardest thing to maintain an attitude of gratitude or thankfulness. That's just impossible sometimes. Sometimes it just, it makes us constantly tired. And when we're constantly hearing people's problems, we can't even get to our troubles, but that's not so bad actually but if we do it on our own strength it doesn't last it doesn't last and thank god for family members that love us thank god for friends that we can reach out to but if we don't if you know family can pass away friends can depart but if we don't have the Lord to know God is there with us, then we're em- empty. We're empty. We're empty inside. We're empty. And then everything else feels empty. Everything else seems empty. But not so. That's not the way God truly is. He's not empty. And He doesn't call us empty, so we don't have to deny ourselves in the sense of denying our that the state that we're in—we're sad, sorrowful, and anxious, suffering, in pain. We can bring it to Him. We can bring it to Him. He's always reliable always reliable and that's something else that is proven in the cross if it was just about God being born miraculously and resurrecting from the grave miraculously he could have just been born he could have just done 10 hopscotch skips uh, as a little baby (laughs) as a little baby uh, infant and jump into the lake and drowned. And then went came flying up out of the lake like some kind of Greek mythological creature. And went, bye-bye, bye-bye, and went into the sky. And said, Everybody would have, you know, everybody would have seen him and said, Wow, that that baby was born miraculously. And then he killed himself, and then he flew up into the air and came back to life. And disappeared that that baby was God, but it wasn't like that. Jesus lived a real life, a real life. That's how I know it's real. Although he had a miraculous birth, he grew up with any one of us. And although he was tempted in every way, he didn't give in to temptation. That's the type of person that I need in my life. Someone who's strong enough to be like me, but strong enough to show how to destroy Sin, temptation, and death, and fear. Because even if I fail, that's who I want to follow. Even if I fail, that's who I want to follow. Because I can't follow a mythological creature. I can't follow a hero, an epic. I can read about it, I can learn about it, but I can't follow that, because that's particular. But the Lord Jesus Christ lived like any other person. He was a fisherman, he was a, a he was a a worker. He worked in the field, a carpenter construction worker, a vagabond, a healer, a counsellor, a teacher. So many roles he played, so many roles, but he lived just like any, anybody else. And yet he revealed the truth through his life. And yet we can trust in his word like Peter. Only say the word and I shall be healed. We can trust in his word. And if we take our attention off of his word and fall He will show up. This devotional is one of the ways that he shows up in my life. It's just one of the ways that he shows up in my life. Trust and thankfulness will get you safely through this day. Trust protects you from worrying and obsessing. Thankfulness keeps you from criticizing and complaining those Sister sins that so easily entangle you. (laughs) Keeping your eyes on me is the same thing as trusting me. It is a free choice, a free choice, a free choice that you must make thousands of times daily. That you must. Listen to this wording. It sounds like Jesus to me. It is a free choice that you must make thousands of times daily that you must I thought you said it was a free choice (laughs) in case you haven't read the Bible or any of it if you want to hear the voice of God read the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament it sounds like he contradicts himself all the time but if you really meditate on his word and Ask Him for divine revelation. He will give it to you. And then you will understand He doesn't contradict Himself. It's a free choice that you must, that you, that you must make thousands of times daily. The more you choose to trust Me, now comes the assurance, the more you choose to trust Me, the easier it becomes the easier it becomes. That's the assurance. Don't worry about it. It will become second nature. Thought patterns of trust become etched into your brain. Relegate troubles to the periphery of your mind so that I can be central in your thoughts. Thus you focus on me and trusting your concerns. Into my care. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. First Peter 5 7 don't worry about how you do it just do it the Lord knows me better than I know myself and I am completely egotistical and I yell and curse at God and scream at him and but no then he does this he says Do the devotional. And then the devotional speaks to me. And I'm like, wow, this is what I, this is really what I needed to hear. He doesn't say, if you find the ability to trust. Okay, okay. He doesn't, that's not what he does. He commands. He says, trust. And Peter said, if it is you. Then, command me to come out. Tell me to come out to the water and I will. He says, come Peter, come. So, this devotional is speaking to me. Trust and thankfulness will get you safely through this day. Trust protects you from worrying and obsessing. Thankfulness keeps you from criticizing and complaining Those sister sins, sister sins, meaning criticizing and complaining, are sisters. Those sister sins that so easily entangle, so easily entangle you. I know that I am so easily entangled (laughs) by by criticizing and complaining. It is part of this problem that I need to break the pattern. And this is the way I'm going to do it. This is the way the Lord Jesus is going to do it because it's his command. He doesn't say, if you find the ability to trust me, then come on, on board, you know? He says, no, trust. Keeping your eyes on me is the same thing as trusting me. It is a free choice that you must make thousands of times daily. The more you choose to trust me, the easier it becomes. that is the way the Lord is he tells you and he doesn't even have any expectations he just knows that you will do it he, he tells you as if you have the ability already it says the psalm but my eyes are fixed on you O sovereign Lord In you I take refuge. Do not give me over to death. And Colossians, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 through 7. How wonderful is your word, O Lord. Give us the ability. We have the ability. We will trust in you. In your name. Amen. Thank you for listening, my friends. God bless you. And may the rest of your week be full of thankfulness and trust (laughs) good night